Fearless Narrative is the podcast where we spotlight amazing female entrepreneurs and artists who are changing the world today. Enjoy the show. Hello, and this is Fearless Narratives. I am your host, Cortland Jones. And I am your host, Kia Minor, and we are here to welcome the famous, the ever-loving <laughs> Miss Sarah Kelly to our show today. <laughs> Uh, most of you who have been listening by now know that my former uh, job was a basketball coach, and I had the pleasure and honor to have Sarah Kelly as one of my first players when I was coaching at Manhattanville College. Don't get it twisted. I'm not that old. We're like <laughs> five years apart. I was yeah. just, you know, an expert at my craft very young. Anyway, um. We're here because Sarah has uh, her own company. She's the sole proprietor of Sarah Designs, and it is so awesome, so amazing. And she's been so successful very early, and we felt like we had to have her here to learn more about how she did it, to hear more about her story, and share the world with you guys, because she's great. <laughs> so, without further ado, Miss Kelly, go ahead. What you got for us? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, my name is Sarah. <laughs> I'm a sole proprietor of um, Sarah Designs. And just a little bit about me and what I do. Um, I'm a digital illustrator, but I also create furniture as well from, uh, from scratch because I just got into it during the pandemic. And then now I want to integrate into my art world and make it sustainable for our future, basically. Um, digitally, I'm integrating tech because I wanted to make an AR experience. So we kind of dive it into digital world a little bit. Um, so just so you can feel a little bit more when you're walking through the space because it can really make you gravitate more towards your subconscious and things like that. And I just want to open up that world for more of an understanding of so almost like you can relive or reenact the experience. That's what I would kind of want to put into the world, basically. Yes. So that is me. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So in honor of the creative creative collaborations theme, we always start off with asking what made you decide to be a creative and how have you discovered your creative gifts? Um, okay. So why did I decide to be one? Um, because I was just tired of the norm as well. I feel like we are constructed in like consumerism, capitalistic lifestyle in sort of a way, um, but to live outside of that, um, I was a full-time marketing manager before I decided to pursue my art career. Um, and I've always been a creative since a young age. I just decided to hone those gifts, right? Um, so that was just my path into it. I was like, okay, well, I need to separate myself from the everyday norm of the nine to five and also give back um, to the art the, the art community because that's why I'm here. I felt like that was my gift. That's why I should be given to the world was my art. Um, and what was your second part of the question? Sorry. I just asked you, how have you, how were you able to discover your creative gifts? Oh, how was I able to discover them? Just just honing those gifts, right? So I grew up in a very religious household with lots of music. Um, so I started off in the music world, writing poetry, singing songs with my brothers and sisters, and then it turned into visual. You know, in school, they teach you how to draw and things like that. And I'm like, wow, I'm actually pretty okay at this. Maybe I want to stick with it. Um, and so I was doing that. I was doing that. 
So, okay. <laughs> um, apologize. Um, so I just decided to stay in that um, and hone those gifts. Basically, that that's it. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry for the disruption. My sister just walked in. Good. Life be life in. We understand. It really does. <laughs> What's happening? Um, I asked that because I know so many creatives who actually didn't know they had gifts to create until much later on in life. And I know for me, I learned early on, but only because I was told by my parents that, that I had a talent. So mm-hmm. I, didn't know, I didn't know I was good at it. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to know if, um, if, if that, that, that happened to you too, like, if you were unaware of your, of your gifts until later on, and then you were told, because you were saying how you were told by your teachers. Did I miss that? Is that right? I was, I was, I was told by yes, yeah, some t- some teachers. I would say along my life path, um, I would go towards elementary school when it, you know, the starry night thing. They're like, oh, okay, I I see it, like. You're actually kind of right. <laughs> You're pretty skilled. I'm like, oh wow, maybe I should keep doing this. So it started with one drawing, then I started actually drawing a progression of years to come around my room. So every time I would draw something, I would post it on my ceilings, on my walls. So it's like from elementary school all the way up to like high school. Um, so I can see like my differences. So it was kind of like, okay, I want to be in this because I want to see how I progress. And then in middle school. Another teacher was like, oh, like maybe you should stick with this. And it wasn't until high school when my art teacher was really like, why would you want to go to Art Institute? And I'm, my mom was like, actually, you shouldn't major in art because that's not a profession. So we go into the world where art is like uh, elective, you know, it's not our main classes. You know, we don't go in there like, okay, art is on your schedule. No, art is something that you select outside of you know your main curriculum so we're not really you know it's not really put onto us that oh art can be your career so teachers have to say no art is a career (laughs) and you should stick with it because you're pretty good um so I went to that obviously I didn't go to school for art and I chose sports (laughs) but I was able to also um do art as my electives and my minor and then that's when my professor told me, oh, digital media, you're actually pretty good at this as well. Would you want to be my SI? So I was an SI, a student instructor for graphic design. Um, and then that, I feel like that job there, that's when I really was like, oh, I really can do this. Like my professor, he lives in the art world. He travels around and creates for people. Like I can also be this person um, and I don't have to just, settle for one of our typical jobs that society says we need to do you know yeah (laughs) just cried just cried (laughs) Kia so proud of you thank you Kia Um, go ahead Carla because I know I saw you shaking your head a few times when she said some stuff so yeah well I was I was gonna say that it's really funny that I was also asked to be a student instructor but I yes. passed because my teacher my p- professor mm-hmm. was a pervert so uh-huh. that wasn't yes. going to happen but right. you are lucky to have the experience to have that less creepy experience than I that I t- turned down but I I, mm. I wish I wish that I had more experience um having a mentor in school mm-hmm. like that because yeah. that probably would have helped me 
um, grow a lot faster, but mm -hmm. I'm happy that I, I didn't, you know, go down that path with that person because yeah. it wasn't a good experience. But yeah, <laughs> good for you. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with that though, because honestly, that kind of sets us back as well. And that's not fair to you. That's okay. I'm not even going to get into that because I have strong feelings. <laughs> That could be a whole other conversation. Whole really other show. <laughs> you could take a whole nother episode to talk about that for sure. For sure. Oh, I don't want to like steal the conversation. So Kia, do you wanna No no no? Go ahead. I'm I... no, no no you go, you go. <laughs> um well I I think we kind of touched on this, but I would I think we both want to know kind of the um so you talked about the, the trajectory to understanding your gifts and and realizing what you were good at, what you wanted to do, but like dig in for me mm -hmm. or for us life after college, because, you know, for, especially me not being the creative, like I'm creative in my own way. Yes, I own that. But as far as the, you know, the title, that's not my lane and I'm okay with that. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it's cool. So yeah. but from my perspective, right, um, and what you already mentioned, we do live in a world where the starving artist is what is put upon almost all creatives, right? So if you're choosing to call yourself a creative, you're choosing to call yourself an artist, you're basically accepting that for some portion of your life, or sometimes a large portion of your life, that's your title. And mm -hmm. I feel like for you, like you were able to avoid that, turn it into what you wanted so that it wasn't some a, a label that you put upon yourself. And I think that understanding how you did that and what that looked like for you would be really helpful for okay. everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. I mean, in the beginning, did I take on that title? And am I going to be honest? Yes, I did. <laughs> I wanted to be a part of the community. <laughs> I don't know. It is an inclusive title. But... Um, <laughs> how I navigated that um I just want to say honestly I did put myself in other jobs so I am a lover of fitness as we all know because I went to college for basketball and track um so I decided to also have another job where now I can finance my dreams right so fitness is also it doesn't seem like a job to me I'm not going in nine to five o'clock and I'm like oh I hate being here I'm going there I'm like oh I get to work out with people and I'm also you know my mental health my physical health everything is increasing because I'm also working out I also I work out for free which is amazing because I work at the gym you know so it's like take two passions and then put it together to make a lifestyle um if you need it you know, if you can just take all your time and hone into your craft, I mean, I will advise you do that. But also if you need to take that space to actually have, just so you have a comfort level as well, um, I decided to do that. I decided to get my certification in personal training so I can train people and also make side money and things like that so I can put into my art. Um, I also decided to take a tech job like right now I work in tech, IT, um, and I just go across and I webcast events, major like CEO events and things like that. And then I'm able to, one, make connections there, network. So when you network, I just met somebody that works in IR for CRISPR, which is a very high tech company that I am in love with low key. <laughs> um, <so. laughs> 
So to make that connection, right? And also, like I said, I like to take tech and put it into my art to make abstract experiences, right? So to make that connection and then go into that world and be able to hone those skills there and put it into my art as well, because that's what inspires me. Um, you know, it's all beneficial. So now I'm also making money there, putting it back into my art and taking those experiences and putting it into my art. So it all comes full circle. Um, so if you want to do art full time, I mean, I would say I'll go all for it. If you have other interests as well, I would go into that because also it can be a financial uplift for you as well. Um, and also my mind is always going. I can't just say stagnant with one thing. So I'm all over the place, obviously, as you can see, but it's also beneficial for me as well. You know, it is helping me grow, I would say. Yeah. And I, you know, I have to comment on your all over the place comment. Like if you guys could see her on the basketball court back in college, oh my God. Yeah, all like, over the place. that should be her middle name, Sarah, <laughs> all over the place, Kelly. Like we literally uh, yell at her like, Sarah, and she'd be like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and my, my legs were too fast for my body for my for how I dribble the ball everything like I would just be here and I'm like oh the ball's back there so there's that <laughs> so and like it had it was nothing to do with skill like she was one of our better players right so it wasn't like you know she's out here a bench warmer trying to get it together no she was she was a mentally a starter and still was like uh where'd the ball go <laughs> can we get it together just my mind is just like yeah. Well, you know what? All of it practice, right? All of it is practice. All of it. Know how to be all, all over the place in like a in a in a structured way, right? Because exactly, I think in Cortland has been one of the ones that helps me think about things like that in this way, where mm -hmm. you don't have to necessarily change what you're doing. You just have to figure out how to make it work for you. You know, Neuro, yep, neurodivergent people have to figure out how to navigate it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that part <laughs> okay so sarah your work i saw on instagram it is so incredible like incredible and there there's one piece that i saw that i was so drawn to that actually kia is the one who bought it and i was like that's so funny because he was like i was so drawn to it i'm like me and kia are the same same mind it's just we have to brilliant. but you are brilliant but so i just want to know like what is your how do you describe your own work? Like, cause I feel like it's, there's a darkness to it, but it's not dark, you know, like, like it's very deep in a way. So it's, yeah. I want to hear your, your um take on how you describe your style. Yes. So, okay. One of my favorite artists is Salvador Dali. So he's very surrealist. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> right. That's why I started my art career. <laughs> Salvador Dali was the pinnacle of my of my art career. Um, so yes, I do do a lot of, a lot of surrealism, and like so, I like the juxtaposition of dark and light. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why you see a lot in my art that it, I do have a lot of dark um, tones and things like that. But also make it make it calm as well. Um, so also in Kia commissioned that like I made that for her because she wanted something that symbolized black love. So I'm like okay. So I put parts of me in there, right? Like I love the forest. So that's why they're in the forest with moonlight and things like that. Um, so I kind of wanted to just do a serene kind of mood, but also like a little bit of darkness, but that hones that, oh, black love, you know, it kind of gives you that intimate feel 
you know so and then just like my art in general yeah definitely surrealism also I kind of want I want it to be a conversation piece like, where you look at it and be like oh wow this or pick out stuff I don't want you just look at it like oh, okay it's a dot on the wall and okay I'm gonna move along that was great but actually like sit there and look at it and maybe relate to it connect to it also like oh what did the artist want to do with this you know so that's definitely me as an artist conversation pieces please I'm a conversationalist so if someone want to look at my art and we can talk about it for hours yes please I would love that <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta touch on the the piece that um that you made for me so you're exactly like she said that I I when I bought my house I was like I need art by black people with black faces in my house so like I started researching and then I was like what am I doing I literally have exactly what I'm looking for in my phone <laughs> and so I hit her up I'm like this is what I need I don't know what I want it to be like I had no I, I'm so indecisive and luckily we've known each other long enough to know that she's like okay give me an idea of what you're thinking of I told her and from that came that beautiful masterpiece like uh, anytime someone comes to my house and it's in my bedroom because I want to see it all the time anytime oh. someone comes to my house and you know you don't bring most people up to your bedroom everybody comes right. to see that piece. <laughs> oh, not, yeah. everybody comes to see that piece I'm like wait a minute I gotta show you something they're like what I'm like just just um this is Sarah's designs yep take it in it's gorgeous <laughs> Let me know. I'll send you the IG yeah I know and, and every single time they're like oh my god I saw that on your IG I didn't realize that I'm like mm-hmm it's so I welcome <laughs> that makes me happy <laughs> I love that you're you are exactly like Cortland said you're brilliant you've always been talented and 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 you know one of the themes of this podcast is of course creative collaborations but also female support and empowerment and yes. you know, I'm I, I'm big on empowerment and support that's part of the reason mm -hmm. why I love coaching so much so when yes. I have people that I can connect to that look like me on both sides of the spectrum, gender, uh, color, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, how can I help you? How can I support you? And how can I do that on a consistent and meaningful basis? Because that's mm -hmm. how we get better together, you know? Oh, no, I definitely agree. Same here. Definitely collaborative minds. I love first collaborate, collaborative minds. That's literally what I try to put into my art as well. Like I look for other artists to collaborate with, especially other women. Um, one of my shows was actually like a collaborative experience, right? And usually most of them are like my next one, I would love to do with my sister to put out her fashion. Um, she's mm -hmm. a great fashion designer and I just need her to, you know, really invest in her skills as well. Um, so yeah, empowerment, community, all of that, especially in the art world where there's little exposure um, very important and if I could help anyone then please hit me up because I would love to work with you and we can have a big art show all of us you know yes. and then and it's great because now we get a little bit of every, everyone we know together put out the word everyone comes in now is a collective experience more exposure for everyone else Absolutely. yeah nice okay so I'm talking too much no, you're fine. So adding on to that, I want to um, ask you really quickly, what is the most special piece of artwork that has been created by you or yourself or for someone else? Okay, um, so 
for I want to say for an event I did my last event um which was like Afro eclectic styles that was for an event that was you know one one a pinnacle one for me because I was able to take old ads that you know, you only showed white faces, right? So it was like super old ads, sixties and things like that, where we didn't see our face ever. Um, and then I recreated them. Um, so like old cigarette ads with men going to space. Now it's like a black face with flowers popping out, blossoming, growing. Um, now they're going to space. Um, Cause we didn't see that growing up, you know? So it's like, okay, only one type of person can go to space. Only one type of person can be on TV. Um, one of my favorite ones I highlighted, Hell's a Poppin', which is, I don't know if anyone knows that, but it's one of my favorite short clips um, in the movie because it's when the Lindy Hop was really big, but people don't know what Lindy Hop from that movie. And that was, if you can just take your time today to watch that clip of them dancing, it's, it's extraordinary. I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, look at this. And now we do it in ballroom. But it doesn't even touch what they were doing in that short film where they're only used for entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, so like things like that was very like that was extraordinary for me because I was able to highlight that and also teach other people about kind of like our history and also recreate history a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's why it was important to me. Very great experience. Um, I wish everyone was there. I should have invited <laughs> you. Okay. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> it was on my Instagram, so whenever I remember, lessons learned. Lessons learned. <laughs> it's um, okay. I'm playing. I, it's not like I can go anywhere. I got a whole baby. I can't. And no, exactly. Which beautiful, by the way. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> One I did for a person that I would touch on. <laughs> I know we have like a certain amount of time, so um, <laughs> I am one for um, just trying to influence people to reach their higher selves right um so my friend she was very interested in her poetry especially another creative um and she's just like I just don't know how to start it I I have a vision for it but like I don't know how to do this or you know I don't know how to just make sure that it gets out into the world I want to put illustrations on it so for her birthday I took one of her poems I did an illustration for her and it was a conceptual piece. So I took her words, how I saw them. And then I designed a piece for her and then put her poem onto the side. And then I gave it to her, I gifted it for her birthday. And like she cried, it was amazing. Someone's crying right now, she's crying right now. And then, That's so sweet. Yeah, I just thought, you know, it would just like influence them that it's possible to make this a reality. And this is what it could look like. Um, especially if it's another creative, like, and another woman, like, you, you have it all, you know, just, and I'm here to help you. So like we said, like, collaboration is important because especially if someone doesn't have a mentor, right? But someone else is already in the art field. If you can help in any way, then it goes a long way. It really does. <laughs> okay. So Kia, clearly this is why I created my platform for these kinds of people, for Sarah. Because see, my platform is designed for community and to build creatives and have, have them all come together, mm -hmm. feel empowered and supported and to collaborate. And this just shows me that I am on the right track because it is so needed and it's so important. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. I'm, absolutely, I'm, I'm gonna cry because that was a really <laughs> good point and it proved my my vision it proved my my mission Thank I love that, that. <laughs> of course and you know what the best part is too remember when so Cortland and I met mm, I don't know six oh. or seven months ago <laughs> but yeah and when when I learned about her company and what she was doing with the design database I immediately said your name Yeah, Sarah. (laughs) because we weren't like she wasn't ready to be introduced or ready to because of um the back end work that she was doing with the company I was like we had our meeting we met we loved each other it was awesome we said we're going to keep in touch and on my like follow-up I was like hey let me know when you're ready for intros because I have at least one that will probably add to a million because of you know what you were doing what I knew about you so when we decided she asked me to be a a host with her on her podcast I was like cool this will be our first (laughs) meeting officially like now you guys know each other so it's like full circle like literally the reason I thought of when she told me what she was doing and now we're here and now you're like yes this is like boom it's literally look at that we love that how the universe works i tell you so true so true what other questions you have carlin because i know you're you're like buzzing right now (laughs) um i have a few but okay so i i wanted to know what is your ideal client because i'm always talking to creators about bad clients and they're issues with them but I haven't ever asked for their ideal client and ones they are trying to attract okay ones they're trying to attract um so I mean I have ideal clients but honestly I would just say anyone that drives as hard as I do and that we have a great working relationship um if we have a collaborative mind and it's not like every person for themselves and we're bouncing ideas off each other that's an ideal client if we can conceptualize together and it's not one-sided that's an ideal client um and people that give me creative freedom i don't know communication is a big part um i love to communicate with my clients as well what they want um let me know what you want (laughs) and we can work together uh I always because I don't even want to go to big corporations like Neri Oxman which is an amazing woman um that I would like to collaborate with and design for one day but that's just like if we're you know trying to specify an actual person um (laughs) but when it comes to people you know anyone that just wants to see a vision you know be done that's that's it for me um because I just want people that I can work with necessarily, you know, no one that's we're gonna fight back. I mean, I don't necessarily have people that are bad clients. Um, that <laughs> because honestly, we'll have a conversation and I'll just be like, well, listen, I don't think that this work relationship is best for for us right now. And I can, I will always, you know, recommend them for someone else if that's a better work relationship. Um, but I would definitely not expend energy, especially negative energy. And now I'm trying to create for you and it's just not working. So we're not gonna get anything done. Um, so yeah, ideal clients is just someone that communication as in every relationship 
in the world, but it'd be that it's just on one one page in one plane that we can work together. And I have to note on that that the fact that you have the confidence and the freedom to be able to understand that you're not for everybody and see that as a positive, not a negative, mm -hmm. especially as a woman is very, very, very impressive, right? Like no matter what you're doing, if you are offering a service, I feel more oftentimes than not, we're made to feel like until we get to a certain place, we have to be available to everybody. Right. But then you end up wasting so much more time and energy because mm -hmm. someone told you that that's what you need to do. And you might miss out on that ideal client because you're wasting so much time and energy pulling teeth from this person or pulling teeth from that person. So, you know, even for me, that's something that Cortland has had to remind me about. I had to remind myself about, right? Because you can get so lost in production and the things that I should be doing or want to do. And so I should take this client, even though, you know, like there are signs, you know, who's your person and who's not. Right. Exactly. And it's much harder to do what you're talking about doing than to just say, F it, I'll deal with it because I know it's going to end up in a paycheck. But what okay. does that paycheck cost you all throughout? Right. So like mm -hmm. kudos to you for being able to already be there, because I know there are people much older than all three of us that still can't say that and have probably been in business longer than we were alive mm -hmm. and still struggle with that. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Definitely took, took time <laughs> to, to get to that mindset. <laughs> that is a kind of be in that mindset for sure, but I'm glad that I finally got here. Yeah. Good job. Good Thank job. you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so what has been the best moment of your career so far? Oh, okay. I had a lot of great, I want to say I had a lot of great experiences, but the one that tops it all is my first solo art show because it was amazing. Okay. So it happened in 2019. I will get into story time. Um, it happened in 2019. I was actually a full-time marketing manager at that time. Um, and it was for Black History Month and they needed, they well, the Black student union wanted something that was gonna you know explode black history month so i was like i could be the artist and then the director was like actually yeah you could be and i'm like okay let's get a space so they actually gave me this space for free which is great because you know connections <laughs> and i was working at the school so it was on campus so it was fun um but i did come like to a shortcoming right so fedex <laughs> decided to have lights out or something something happened at the factory so 15 of my canvases that had like 25 15 of my canvases weren't going to be able to be delivered on time <laughs> on time so I was like I was like oh my god I don't know what to do I'm complaining to my sister like freaking out but this it was a time for me to actually like calm myself and then redirect the energy to find out okay what's possible I can do and five hours before the show happens so I was able to figure out a situation and then have an amazing show that was like the start of my you know my art career because I was my first solo show was my first show <laughs> so I was like wow and it turned out amazing I had professors there who was like wow Sarah I didn't even know you created like this and like it was just affirming it was affirming so and funny. I was I was what 10 minutes 15 minutes late because I was getting dressed 
like always. Um, but it was like, <laughs> it was like, it's okay. You were fashionably late as the artist. I was like, you know what? I'll take that. I will take oh, nice. that. Um, but it was amazing. I had like a dancer. Um, one. I don't know if you know. Ah, oh, dang. What's the song? Now I forget the song. But it was like circulating Black History Month, and I had her doing some like movements, um, that pertain to the artwork. And so it was like a little show snippet to go into like the visual experience of the artwork as well. Um, and then music that surrounded that mood as well. And it was just like a great show overall. And that was my start of my art career. And I quit my job. Actually, this thing, <laughs> the day Yay! after I put my two months, two, not even two weeks, I put my two months notice in. And I was like, this is the last time I'm working in this place. I think that art is the way I need to go. Yes. Um, and it was just like that. I will always remember that story because it was literally the best night of my life. Ah. It was so euphoric. I was like, I didn't even know people could live like this. Like I just went on a whole art show. <laughs> and I have to say, I did learn something in marketing. Like I was able to take, um, being a marketing manager, I was able to take those skills that I learned there and put into creating, curating my own show because we did a lot of like wedding catering and all the other stuff. So like managing my own events and marketing, I was able to manage my events in the art. That's why I was like other jobs, you can hone those skills and adapt them and put them into your art, you know? So, I mean, if you have to take from the system to put it back into yourself, I'm not mad at it. Not, <laughs> not at all. At it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite yeah. experience. Oh, that was a good story. Thank you. <laughs> a plus for story time. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so is there any advice for our audience that you can offer to, to those who are just starting out in the creative industry? Yes. Um, don't be discouraged, please. I know you hear that all the time, but like it's so true. I've had days where I was just sitting there like, is this worth it? Like, <laughs> like, is it really? Like, do I need to do something else? Should I go? Was my mom right? Um, those questions will pop up. And all my friends have gone through those questions as well. Because it's not easy. But it also only takes that one connection to for you to start thriving. It only takes one person to see that. And also, I get a lot of my joy from people seeing my artwork in and then feeling gratitude when they get that piece. And they're like, oh my gosh, Sarah, this this means a lot to me. That's that's why I'm like, oh my, this is why I'm doing it, you know? So there's meaning behind what you're doing. And also people need to see your work. Also the world needs art as well. So <laughs> I feel like, right? Like it brings me to our world. So I feel like don't stop, you know, even if you have to get that side job or anything like that, still create on your downtime. Um, because it's important and it'll take you places you didn't even need to go you didn't even know you can go and art has taken me places I've grown in ways Errol, if I stay where I was the mindset I would have had is not it <laughs> I'm so glad that I was able to come here even with like the furniture that I designed going to some more sustainable world and like me adapting to other ways of life um it really teaches you a lot um so I would say it might seem dark sometimes but if you keep going you're just closer to the light keep That's pushing it. on yep exactly okay also mentors that had to do that that mentors connections networking all of that important I always try to go to free galleries free exhibits seminars things like that 
you can just visit those places and you could connect with other people. If you can have, it's always better to, I want to say better or easier, but it's nice to meet another creative and be like, hey, like you do this, I do that. You want to collab on something? And it could be something you never knew you can create, right? And then now you have another medium. You've explored a different world of art and it just opened yourself up to create so much more. So also don't try to stay you know, in your comfort zone, explore, explore the art world. There's so much out there, you know? So yeah, that's another one. I forgot to say that. Great advice. Great. I don't have any other questions, but if he wants to add anything else. Hmm. <laughs> or not. Here she go. <laughs> um, well, you know, you I think one of the points that you just made about um, mentors, yeah. it sounds like the uh, professor that asked you to be the SI may have taken up that space for you, um, mm -hmm. which is amazing and awesome that you had that experience. But have you come into contact with other people that you consider mentors? And if so, how did that occur? Because I feel like regardless of the industry, you know, it, anyone that you know that's trying to make something of themselves always recommends finding a mentor but mm -hmm. there's never i think a good enough conversation about how to do that aside from going up and saying hi my name is kia and i want right. to know <laughs> so Very true. About your experience with with gathering collecting however uh, mentors i think would be helpful to hear too of course of course um so even if it's one, even if it's not a mentor, even if it's a, another creative that you meet and they just become a best friend that is also on the same level as you are, but you both are grinding towards the same vision, also could even be beneficial because they can also help you be more driven and like focus on your goals and things like that. And you can tackle things together. Now, when it comes to mentors, I was. You can meet them anywhere. You can meet them in a bar. <laughs> you can meet them. Literally, it's so organic. Okay, so I'm all about organic connection, right? So I am not that person that will go, hi, my name is Sarah. This is not. No, if we're flowing and we're talking, say I'm at an art gallery, I'm just walking around, I'm at someone else's art event, I'm, I would go up and like speak to everyone to see what their mediums are. Um, because one, I'm an extroverted person as well. So it's a little easier. So I can't compare myself to someone that's introverted, right? And it's a little harder to connect. Um, so with that, I can speak on my personal experience. <laughs> so me being an extrovert, I can go around and ask people, oh, like, what's your medium? Why are you here? How are you doing? Like, you know, just you know, have a comfortable conversation, get to know the person before you just like jump into like networking um, because people also want to be seen one, like they're not just some object you're gonna go up to and start talking to, right? Like, okay, they're a person, what's your name? And now you can address them by their name and now you're speaking on name terms. Um, also how I met the person that I had my last show with, um, that she threw it and she also was on HBO Prime? I don't know, one of the photography 
um, shows where it was a competition show. I met her actually at a bar because I was sitting by myself and I was like, "Uh, okay, I just moved to Brooklyn, didn't know what to do or anyone. And she was like, you want to play Jenga? I was like, yeah, let's play Jenga. Of course, we started communicating. She just started her photography career and then it just took off. But we became friends just from in a bar playing Jenga. And now we're having art shows together because we stay in contact with one another, you know? So it's just being open to meeting new people. And then that's how you find the people that you need to find is very organic. It really is. I feel like we push too much forward of being like professional and like, you know, the handshaking, but all you need to do is be personable because that's what people want. They want to be personable. Um, also found another mentor she has her she's older than me she's been an art career for a long time she also teaches at a school and we met while I was a kickboxing instructor right and then I put my art up in the studio and then she was like oh my god you do art I'm like yeah you do art and she's like yes I'm like okay let's connect then and we connected that way and then we started you know bouncing ideas off each other so it was very organic you just have to put yourself out there if you're a little bit more introverted trying to navigate that and see how you maybe virtually you can do that you know online um there's a lot of like especially youtube holds a lot but there's also a lot of courses and like things like that little art um talks and things like that you can talk with other people online little forums um that you can be a part of so if you're a little more introverted you don't really like going out and meeting new people but you can do it online I would suggest that as well um because you never know who you meet there but also be safe because we also don't know who we meet on there (laughs) so yeah um yeah just organic experiences that's how I found my people and how I was able to find mentors um just put myself out there really um, because they don't teach you how to do it, right? That's the way I learned, but it looks different for someone else. Um, yeah. Yes, I would say the design database is also where you can meet everybody once it's yep. launched. When there, I'm you it. but there you go. Adding to that too, I have met two, two other creatives on, on this podcast so far who are mm-hmm. also going to help me do events next year. Thanks. Would love to have you also part of that too because doing art shows, would be awesome to have to either help you to um, give your shows more exposure, but also to build more community and to bring others together to exactly yeah to build connections in person because I'm really trying to you know build real connections in real life. Hopefully mm-hmm. very soon. Hopefully in 2023, and you can totally be a part of that if you want to because I would love your help. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Let's see. Everyone watching that, did you see that connection? Why? Because it was organic. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Creative collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full circle right there. Exactly. Okay. So are we ending One the more thing before we before we end? Um, I did want to touch on the theme, a couple of things that you said about it being organic and um tie it all back into the the way of the female right because I've been doing a lot of my own work Mm. understanding what it means to work within my business in a way that works for me Mm -hmm. and I feel like you know there's a masculine way of doing things there's a feminine way of doing things and you don't have Mm -hmm. to fit that label for you to work within that system and make it work for you right and exactly what you were talking about in terms of organic connections 
Like that to me is the feminine way of growing your business, of getting better, right? Mm-hmm. Where like the masculine way is like, hi, I'm Kia. And you have a <laughs> scary <fortune>. voice. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, let me let me impersonate real quick. <laughs> but seriously like aside from my um that was my masculine voice Um, (laughs) I think you know if I wasn't able to be open to the the notion of that being possible Mm -hmm. I've been able to shift and see things change in my own business Right. the better right and also in in my own self inside internally because it feels better it feels different and like this is not to say that the other way of doing things is bad it's just what right. works for you exactly and I I just wanted to touch on it again because it's really easy to hear from somebody else telling mm-hmm. you this is how you're supposed to do it right so that you take that on because maybe the way that you were doing it for this month, it was hard. So, you know, when you were, you catch at your weakest moment and you're like, okay, maybe I should try it that way. But like, no, you shouldn't right. because it didn't work for you then. You're just having a moment, right? So I think it was really cool that one, that's how you answered the question because it's I, so important for other people to see here and notice that there's a different way to do things and you can still be successful at what you're right. doing. Exactly. So it's sure. a great answer. Thank you, Kia. You're so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Make it easy, baby. You make it easy. <laughs> uh, so, Sarah, how can our audience find you and find your artwork? Okay, so you can find my big platform is obviously Instagram. Um, so Instagram, you can find me at S V R V H Designs D E S I G N S um that's my art insta if you want to follow my regular one i mean by all means that is svrvhk <laughs> underscore um i'm also on facebook but if you want to do that that's fine i'm also sarah designs there <laughs> um and twitter don't really necessarily use that um you can email me at svrvhdesigns at gmail.com my website is svrvhdesigns.com and also tiktok you can follow me at svrvhdesigns as well um tiktok i expose a lot of art there and i also teach the forms that i do so if i do a certain technique i will discuss why i did that technique and how i did that technique um also it can be a little intimate as well I also discussed why I became an artist, a surreal artist, you know, <laughs> childhood trauma. No, I'm kidding. I mean, but like also not. Also not. But <laughs> let's keep not like... <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm kidding, not kidding. is therapeutic, so <laughs> I'm keep with it. Um, yeah, so you can find me on those platforms. You can reach out to me um, through Instagram because I will give you my number as well if you know, I feel like is a safe space to get my number in. Um, but yeah, please, you know, contact me. I will love to converse. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank, uh, thank you for having me. I should be one thinking you too. So <laughs> I appreciate your time. You're welcome. <laughs> <Thanks, Drew. laughs>
And they called me extra. That's crazy. <laughs> no, but we are so, 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 so. I, like, for me specifically, I knew that having you on, because, you know, as far as creatives go, most of um, the creatives are Cortland's. That's her world, right? So I was so excited to be able to bring my creative that I knew and get her excited. And, you know, so it's just so cool for me to every time you're talking I can see you're like oh I'm like yes, yes. Like, I nailed it <laughs> not that I it's love that me. of course it's not just about me but I knew that this was gonna happen and it made me like so warm and fuzzy inside that it happened so much. like this is so great I'm so excited mm-hmm. and I it was it great all. it was a great connection I really did love this conversation it made me happy and now I could go through the rest of my day just freezing this moment Aww. it was beautiful <laughs> thank you so much Amazing. of course Bye. Bye. <laughs> and that is a wrap. Fearless Narratives airs every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and we will see you next week. <laughs>